0: podcast now, A, get up, get loud, the- podcast now. hello and thank you for joining me on another episode of pumping up the podcast I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today I'm chatting with my friend Alana Feynman about Hannah Montana's second episode, Miley, Get Your Gum. <laughs> it's an interesting one. So without further ado, let's get to the show. All right. So we are back for episode two, entitled Miley, Get Your Gum. <laughs> and I'm here with Alana. Um, Alana, when, when had you last seen this episode um, prior to watching it for so? The-
1: Kind of embarrassingly recently. I wanna (laughs) say that I watched through it all right when Disney Plus came out. Mm -hmm. So like October November ish was when I like rapid fire watched like all four seasons in maybe two to three weeks.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're you're gonna be by far my most prepared guest. Well, because it was
1: so much in such a small amount of time, there's very little that I as I'm learning actually remember. I remember like certain key images, but in terms of like detailed plots, like I remember that like Corb Moon Blue was there once. I don't know when. Can't believe exactly when Incredible. Um I know that Dolly Parton is around. You yes. Know. Brooke Shields was there at some point. Yes. Um but in terms of like the nitty gritty, I got nothing. It's okay. all a blur. Nobody's perfect, you know? Right. <laughs> it's a good book says.
0: <laughs> um yeah, so I you've actually seen more of Hannah Montana than me because I don't think I've watched the like last season or possibly the last two seasons. Um, <laughs> so we're much. gonna find out <laughs> when when we get
1: there. Can uh, I come back when you get to the last season? Because
0: Absolutely. There's an
1: arc that I have a, I still feel a lot about and <laughs> have no outlet. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs>
0: No, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, you you are gonna be coming back all the time, uh, especially yes. now that you've told me no. you've seen all of us. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, uh, I mean, I, I, I mentioned this in the previous episode, but I had watched like the first like season or so in like late twenty fifteen, early twenty sixteen. So these are gonna be the episodes that are freshest to me. This one really sticks in the mind because it's got some really weird images in it (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) um (laughs) so basically like the general plot of the episode is so the first episode we get uh miley's best friend lily finding out about hannah montana now their other best friend oliver has to find out but the catch is that he's like in love with hannah montana like he wants to marry hannah Montana. And he doesn't realize that he actually knows her and that it's his cool friend from middle school. <laughs> Are they in eighth grade? Or have they not hit high school yet? I'm pretty sure they're in eighth grade, yes. Okay. Actually, yes, because I, I watched an episode yesterday in preparation where it's, like, a very big deal that Miley dates a ninth grader. Mm. Um, so <laughs> they, they're in eighth grade. Uh they also established in the first episode that Hannah Montana is fourteen years old, which I'm like, "Are you kidding me um but <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> but in any case. <laughs> Uh, and then the B-plot for this episode is that Miley's brother buys a shitty used car and yep. everybody's like, that's a car for girls. And it's really weird and boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, tr- it's very gendered. I thought um, it was a cute car. Just side note. Yeah, I
0: mean, maybe maybe we're only saying that because we're chicks, as the show would say. But I, but
1: not I didn't like, think it was that a bad. a car for girls, you know? I thought no. that it was like a knockoff Jeep Wrangler, which I guess I've heard yeah. nowadays is sort of considered like a chick car. But I think they're cool.
0: I, I they're- yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I think the yeah. only thing um, that I thought was interesting is that Jackson, when he is like hyping up this car to his dad, he tells two separate stories about different types of animals giving birth in the car. <laughs> That is yep. (laughs) I did clock that. (laughs) Like, so I mean, with all that considered, the car looks great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was also expecting like the shittiest like I was
0: expecting it to be like broken down, like everything's like stuck to it with duct tape. But like, no, it's like a perfectly functional car. Yeah. The only problem with it is that (laughs) That clean is that his friend thinks that it's for girls and it's like he just bought his own car at like age sixteen. Like really, you're gonna like quibble over (laughs)
1: yeah and not only is it like thing. a car for girls but it it causes robbie ray to have a full like masculinity breakdown you know <laughs> he like gets into it with the neighbor and the fact that the one neighbor who has a name i can't remember it's donzig and he shows up a lot he's a recurring yes. character <laughs> um but all it takes is for the neighbor for mr donzig to be like you're driving a car for girls and that's enough for Robbie Ray to have like a full meltdown and be like that's it we're taking the car back. Like the only people that have commented on it are Cooper the friend. Is his name Cooper?
0: Yes. Cooper I and think, the neighbor. I think in this episode they only call him Coop. Classic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it only takes the two and that's it. That's enough for him to be like, this is too much. It's time to take the car back.
0: It is interesting. And he did seem, like, fine with it until the neighbor said that. And it's, like, really, you're, like, being talked down to by this neighbor that's wearing, like, this really weird robe. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, that's whose opinion you're going to be the tipping point on this. Um, And then uh, his, like, Robbie Ray's, like, big solution to the car because he couldn't get them to take it back is he changes the horn to be a different sound and then he like man honk right and then and then it's um and then he like jacks up the stereo and makes it do that thing where like it moves when the stereo is playing very early 2000s like no one has that anymore right no i've never even seen that ever i've never seen it in real life it only happens on tv Um, but so that's his big solution oh my god Uh, well, now that we've thoroughly talked about the B-plot of the episode, (laughs) we've gotten it out of the way. Now we can, uh, although I, I don't know, uh, okay, so I, I noticed in my notes that I have, like, a Robbie Ray, like, quote, like, actually written verbatim, and I wasn't sure if it had to do with the B-plot or not, so I'll just go ahead and say it now. Here's the, here's the Robbie Ray quote I took down. You know what they say, every now and then, even a blind pig snorts up a truffle. (laughs)
1: I do remember that quote, because then Hannah, or Miley is her name, is like, that's the stupidest thing you've ever seen, you know, because Miley does nothing but mouth off to her father. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Montana is the example, because I don't know about you, but back in my youth, when I was the target demographic for Disney Channel, my parents never let me watch it, because they were like, <laughs> they make the parents look stupid, and the kids are really rude to the parents, um, and I don't want you modeling that. That's um, interesting. And Ha- and Miley is the worst. <laughs> she is the worst <laughs> to her father, who allows her to be a pop star in her spare time.
0: Right? He like doesn't have to let her treat him. That.
1: He has his faults, but actually, the audacity of this girl—I <laughs> can't, I can't. <laughs>
0: I will say that uh, I guess in Miley's defense on this one comment is like, I don't think it matters if a pig is blind or not for it to find truffles. Like, they don't use their (laughs) eyes to, like, look for truffles. So (laughs) it's kind of a redundant (laughs) statement for him to make. (laughs) But in any case, we we open this episode with uh, Hannah Montana performing just like you at one of her many concerts at this exact stage that we will see <laughs> over I, the course of the
1: season. Yeah, do you mind if I just because that's a very serious existential question that I have is like, mm-hmm. is it just the same footage of the same concert? Or does Hannah Montana have like a residency? At some right. LA. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been very curious about this as well because she has concerts like most nights of the week. Yeah. But she at least thus far, she hasn't traveled anywhere. She's like exclusively playing shows in L- in in LA. So she it seems like she is either like doing she's she's like playing a show at like every venue in LA. <laughs> And, the like, LA that's tour. what her tour is. <laughs> or, I I don't know, like, is she, is she, does, she, you're right, like, does she have residency at this, like, one theater or whatever? Um, Or is she actually touring and we just don't know? Because, like, also, in this episode, now that Lily knows, Lily's, like, part of Hannah's entourage and is, like, hanging out with her after events and after concerts and stuff. So, it's... We're supposed to, I guess, presume that like it's still all in L.A. <laughs> and
1: also because they don't appear to have any sort of crew, right? They have only Robbie Ray. We don't yes. see any sign <laughs> of any like roadies, any tech support, anybody that's loading in or loading out. So they I can't imagine they have the budget for like a full ass <laughs> tour. <laughs> Seems like all they would have is like a regular
0: residency or yeah, just like the tween age L.A. tour, you know. Right. It it is interesting because she seems to be, like, a big enough star that, like, people everywhere know about her, but she's currently only playing concerts in L.A. So I would think, like, if this young pop singer who's 14, who you can't find, like, a birth certificate on the records for or anything, um, (laughs) like... she's constantly singing songs about I'm just like you and there's this other side (laughs) of me and I get the best of both worlds I'm just a normal girl you would think hey (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if this is a little brunette girl in a wig (laughs) you know I have to
1: wonder um because I mean if she I wonder if she's only at this point like an LA star like at least in episode two there's no sort of evidence that she's a national star yet that I have picked up um, and she seems to have a big local following with the other teens <laughs> whose parents let them go to like Tuesday night concerts and then go to school the next day. Um, but I have yet to see any evidence that she's like a national star. I know she gets there, but I wonder yeah. if she's maybe not there yet.
0: I don't know, because I, I I, in the first episode, it opens with like a music video of hers, which is just her singing on like a dimly lit stage wearing sunglasses um but
1: but you know like like 2008 like youtube shit you know (laughs)
0: right but like the little the little like blurb in the side says that it's from the album hannah live and i'm like that means that she's famous enough to already have like a live album that's true
1: that's true and this is like a side note but also in this episode (laughs) because there's like the first initial concert and then she has like a cd signing later right which is my question of like did she just drop an album or is she just signing any album, you know? Like <laughs> like what is she promoting or is it just promoting the fact that she's
0: there, you know? Right. Yeah, we we don't really know yet. Um I, <laughs> it is interesting that she does seem to like every time that we see her performing a song like at a concert, it's like on the same stage and like the same people there. Although in in the episode I was referring to earlier, um it's it's the one where she's like on a date with someone at the same time as she's being hannah montana so she has to keep going back and forth i know the episode (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the auditorium in that it it literally looks like if you took like a high school auditorium and just made it really small or like if, if it was like the theater space for like a community theater like it's like the audience space for that like it's so small and like low budget looking and it looks like it can only fit like 50 people there (laughs) and maybe we're just not seeing the whole thing but then she later like stage dives and like no the room is just that size
1: (laughs) it just makes me think that maybe she's like you know how before nirvana was big they were like seattle famous maybe she's just not nationally famous yet maybe (laughs) it takes the season and i just never put it together we just assume that she's already at national fame
0: I'm I mean, they're clearly trying to like codify it as like she's extremely famous. But now that we're talking about it, it's like, is she just like a local celebrity at this point?
1: Would a fourteen year old know the difference? Would Oliver Oaken know the difference?
0: You know, I don't know. but like would, would really, like, everyone in the school be, like, fighting over and, like, starting, like, a riot over, like, one spare ticket to see Hannah Montana, which is something that happened in the first episode? That's like, would they I know be we're getting so excited for, for Wait, a local celebrity. I know that we're getting so <laughs> off track, but I've been holding on to these questions for so long. No, because, that, like, that's why we're here.
1: <laughs> just this episode in particular. The fact that Hannah Montana is so accessible to Oliver Oken is very concerning to me on many levels.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. I have a note that says they need to up security because how is a child breaking into her dressing room and rushing the stage like every day? And she is
1: a child herself. They need to be prioritizing her safety as a minor, like a very young
0: minor. This is a problem that I had with the first episode as well is that it was way too easy for Lily to break into her dressing room. Like she's 14 and they just left her alone. Her only security that we see is her dad in a mustache and a trucker hat. <laughs> and and also he he seems to be playing the role of her bodyguard, her songwriter, her agent and her manager. And which and if he's you like are the only member of her team that we ever see.
1: If you are a national superstar, you have the budget to have all of those roles. Be
0: under- <laughs> I know we eventually <laughs> get there. Like 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 her bodyguard eventually becomes like a side character and I know that, Thank but we're God. not there yet. And the plots of these episodes so far is that it's very easy for these stalkers <laughs> to get FaceTime with this 14-year-old girl. Um, Because, like, in this one, she, like, gets into a limo that has, like, a swarm of people outside of it. And Oliver is able to push his way up there and stick his arm inside the limo and then <laughs> ride a bike alongside the limo and, like, throw things into it. <laughs> it's absurd.
1: Absolutely absurd. We should fire Robbie. he's doing a bad job it's his daughter you think he would care more right right (laughs)
0: like i get like
1: his favorite child (laughs) yeah and i get that it's fine because like i i know that oliver's already friends with my daughter outside of this but that goes into like that's not keeping the secret good at all you know right (laughs) that is some poor Um, secret keeping
0: yes and i i also like i would think regardless of the fact that Robbie knows who Oliver is and he knows this boy well, if he's, he's like sticking his hand in the car and saying, please kiss my hand. So I'll never wash it again. Wouldn't he just as her dad be like, nah, you've got to step too far. You're not seeing this boy anymore. He's a fucking freak. Yeah. <laughs> like, but so, <laughs> That's how the episode opens. Um, <laughs> that is how it opens! <laughs> Two minutes into the episode! <laughs> right. So Lily, Lily's in the car with them, and she's now going by the alias Lola Lufonda, which is a very real-sounding name. Um,
1: <laughs> so is Hannah and, Montana.
0: Right. And and she's holding this dog, and I was like, whose dog is that?
1: <laughs> I, I made a note about that. The dog, I don't believe, ever makes another appearance. <laughs>
0: he's not in the rest of the episode
1: no like who whose dog is it where did it come from someone hands her the dog from the front seat of the limo
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's the limo driver's dog and he's like here take care of my dog while i drive because yeah
1: because a who is in the front of the limo is the question (laughs) Uh, how long was the dog there why were they just uh, we never see the dog again it can't possibly be her dog
0: right it's very interesting um but so they're like playing when oliver sticks his hand in and is like kiss my hand instead of rolling the window up and scaring him (laughs) to get him to pull his hand out like a normal person um they like have the dog kiss his hand and then he's like oh my god you're such an aggressive kisser and again if i'm miley's dad sitting next to her watching this happen (laughs) I'd be like, we're we're done with this. You're never seeing Oliver again. You can't be friends with him in real life anymore. Um, <laughs> um, and then, and then we like cut to Oliver, like bragging to like a group of fellow fourteen year old boys about how <laughs> Hannah Montana kissed his hand, and everyone's like, "Wow!" And I'm like, Would these fourteen year olds really be that excited that? a 14-year-old girl singer (laughs) kissed his hand. (laughs) Yeah, not to, like, comment
1: on anybody's bodies, but, like, at this point, Hannah Montana looks 14. Mm -hmm. She does not, to me, look like a woman.
0: No, she She looks like a
1: child. (laughs) Yeah, if she is going to be the object of your romantic and, I have to
0: assume, sexual attraction...
1: (laughs) um, I would. We think
0: do kind that, of have to assume that after the hand kissing thing.
1: Yeah. Um. I just would she be the one? You know, right? Because she looks fourteen. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was very big at this time. You know, there are many other. And uh, maybe it's just because she's so accessible.
0: She's, <laughs> she's so a local to celebrity. Her. And at one point, she does suggest to him that he transfer his obsession to Mandy Moore, which yeah. makes so much more sense. Because at that point, Mandy Moore is probably, like, what, like, 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, and he's he's so obsessed with Hannah Montana, but he doesn't realize that, like, one of his absolute closest friends looks identical to her, just with different <laughs> hair. And that they have the same speaking voice. And, like, he's heard her just speak before. That's and true, like, yeah. At no point is he like, "Oh wow, she sounds a lot like my friend Miley." <laughs> oh uh, man. At, at one point, um, there Miley and Lily are trying to figure out how to get Oliver to snap out of his obsession with Hannah Montana, not because they want to tell him who she is or whatever, but just so that Miley can start feeling comfortable in her daily life again, um. <laughs>
1: Well, isn't, like, the overarching issue that they're afraid to tell Oliver that she's in yeah, a monkey Yeah, they're
0: afraid that if they tell Oliver, he will uh, then realize that, like, Miley was the one he was into all along, and he'll, like, want to be with Miley, and she, like, won't even get that break from him hitting on her. <laughs> <laughs> um but so Miley and Lily are like spitballing ideas and and I wrote down this quote of something Miley says to Lily she says when you talk do you hear it or is it just like a big roaring in your ears yeah Miley's really mean
1: (laughs) and it's episode two and we're supposed to like her and she's already like really mean to her she's mean to her dad she's mean to her friends but not to oliver she wants she doesn't want to hurt oliver's feelings but we're fine with lily you know
0: well she and lily already had their big hoopla in the previous episode (laughs) so (laughs) now now they're on like even ground i guess um let's see there's another incident of this time oliver like i guess is waiting for her in her limo when she gets there like he just shows up and he's like in the limo after the cd signing
1: yeah he like pops through the roof oh yeah
0: and so miley had already she gets into the limo and she immediately takes her wig off (laughs) (laughs) yep she sure does (laughs) and and i know that this is like i i get why they do it this way but like no wig cap no bobby pins no, no, nothing like that. She just what a rips disaster. It off her head and her normal hairs under there. And just a disaster. Of course the wig immediately gets all ratty because you can't just do that. <laughs> <laughs> but then Oliver's in the limo, and so they like Lily's like, like trying super hard to get the wig back on her head and it's like not working because they just ripped it right off. Um, <laughs> you would think at
1: this point she would understand proper wig care.
0: Yeah it's it's, it's like, like it's like very integral plan? to her job <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this um, bitch. <laughs> right but so they basically like after oliver shows up and almost catches her they're like okay this is the last straw we have to do something about this um and they're like oh maybe we can set him up with someone else um they mention like, "Hey, this girl Pamela is cute." I'm like, "What thirteen year old named Pamela are you hanging out with right now?" <laughs> I, I, I wrote like, "They're trying to set Oliver up with a girl named all caps Pamela?" Question <laughs> mark.
1: Um, this is a big old spoiler. Um, but you know, I couldn't help but notice. But in that little scene. When Miley mm-hmm. was like, let's set you up with another girl. Look at all of these girls. We got Pamela. We got what's her bucket. Uh, what about you and Lily? You and Lily were great. Really, really great together and they talked about it for so long.
0: It's clearly a sign of what's to come because yes, spoilers, Lily and Oliver do eventually start dating. <laughs> Not for a while, uh, yeah. but they do um and i was like that's interesting and they clearly like it was kind of wink nudgy about it it was like see you you know that this would be good it was like planting the seeds for later they talk about Um, it for like
1: three full minutes the episode (laughs) is only 20 minutes long and a very large portion of it is this conversation
0: (laughs) i will say i've noticed that they really know how to jam a lot into 20 minutes oh like a lot happens in these episodes um They they notice that like Oliver's got like um like a headshot of Hannah Montana in his locker. And it's clear like it's it looks identical to Miley (laughs) in this scene. The only thing different is the hair. Like the the it's like a picture of her smiling, and it's like that's just her. Like like how do you how are you so obsessed with this girl? And you don't realize it just is like the, the friends in the show are so stupid. Maybe maybe it's that thing where it's like it just seems so impossible that like your brain doesn't even think to put it together because it's just like doesn't compute. <laughs> but well, like that's the only real explanation. Love is blind, Elise. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, and he does also say. He's like, he's like, I I guess Oliver got the impression that, that Hannah has a boyfriend, but if she were to break up with the boyfriend, he'd be like next in line, which like think, at no point does she actually say that.
1: Well, I think she came real close. Um, She did sort of word jazz her way into it. She didn't say exactly the words, but she did say, I have a boyfriend. And he did say, but it it was like, she didn't necessarily say no, which isn't her fault. Um, but right. Like, she does there's some word jazz that happens that sort of confuses him you know (laughs)
0: well and then at one point he says to Miley once Hannah and I are together we'll have you over for some sushi (laughs) which made me actually laugh out loud
1: (laughs) well she can afford it I assume (laughs) right that local celebrity money
0: Um, But so there's, like, an ongoing thing throughout this episode where we learn that Oliver, like, really hates gum and, like, people that chew gum. And we get this very disturbing flashback (laughs) of, like, I guess his aunt, like, chewing gum and she, like, accidentally drops the gum, like, on him. When he's, like, like an
1: infant. He's, like, in a crib. He's clearly,
0: like less than a year old in this flashback. And Oliver, like, like it has, like, shaped him. And I'm like, how does he remember this?
1: Well, it's, like, a legitimately traumatizing experience, you know? It's, like, a legit phobia that he has.
0: Yeah, I thought it was
1: interesting. <laughs> Especially um, because then they capitalize on his, like, actual fear, you
0: know? <laughs> right. So, so, Miley's like, okay, I've got an idea to put this to rest for all. Oliver's gonna meet Hannah Montana... On a public beach. Yep. <laughs> she's just going to be sitting there reading a magazine and chewing gum on the beach where, like, anyone could come talk to her. And judging by how obsessed people are with her in this town, you would think she, like, wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> like, people would see her immediately and be like, oh, my God, Hannah Montana. But no, she's just sitting there reading, like, a very fake-looking magazine. Um, and <laughs> And she's chewing gum. <laughs> And she's and she's talking to Oliver, and this is actually the most normal Oliver's been with her like all episode, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Like it, it, he's like clearly being very genuine, and he just like really is like being actually like affectionate and appreciative of her. Yeah, he's doing a was, lot of like love is about sacrifice, love is yeah. About and he's like, like I'm willing aside. to work on my phobia of gum <laughs> because I love you so much, and she's like ah. <laughs> Guess I gotta chew more gum. I didn't and expect she, him to
1: be a good person, you know?
0: Right. <laughs> and so and she's like, maybe you want to be with Mandy Moore. I bet she'd never choose gum. Um, <laughs> and then she, she starts chewing on a piece of, like, licorice gum or something. But it starts, like, staining her mouth and teeth black. So that's and, the only
1: image that I recalled yes. from this episode. I just saw the title of the episode and I was like, I remember, like, a black mouth. You know, I don't remember why, but I just remember (laughs) that she had a black mouth.
0: (laughs) Well, then she she goes to blow a bubble with it and she blows the (laughs) biggest CGI bubble they could fit on screen.
1: It's art. It's beautiful (laughs) art.
0: (laughs) And it pops and it gets all over Oliver's face. And he's like, ah, and But he still is like, you know what? It's okay. I mean, I'm freaked out. This is awful. I hate this. But I still love you. And finally, she's like, you can't. And he's like, why? And she goes, ah And she, like, takes off her wig again. She goes, because I'm Hannah Montana. And, like, and again, mid-shout. it's a public beach. <laughs> yeah. And
1: she's like, I thought that it was kind of the meanest time to do that. She's, like, actively berating him. Well, she is traumatizing just, him. Yeah, she's just, like, put his biggest like phobia, like on him, and he just faced it. And instead of being like, congratulations, she's berating him. And then in that moment, that's when she reveals it. I'm like, everything about this is confusing. This is confusing for a 14 year old boy who's in love with you.
0: You did it right. all wrong. If if I were Oliver and that happened to me, I probably like wouldn't be able to speak to Miley for a couple weeks. <laughs> like maybe well, I would pass out. It, but he does. He he passes out. He <laughs> it's really just too much to compute. <laughs> right. And again, I'm like, okay, they're on a public beach. She just as like the biggest pop star in the area, took her wig off revealing her to be a different person and then a guy passed like a child passed <laughs> out on the beach. <laughs> You're telling me this wouldn't draw anyone's attention. <laughs>
1: i don't know man
0: i mean it's a very disney channel scenario yeah
1: it was <laughs> absolutely shocking that no one else there was the one guy when oliver first came onto the beach there was another like blonde right, man. Oliver
0: thought that that this blonde man was hannah but then he i guess left
1: yeah that guy did not seem to care that hannah montana was just a few feet away <laughs> <laughs> you know on the other side of the beach
0: <laughs> he didn't look like someone in hannah montana's target demo but that's true who knows
1: <laughs> no interest in uh tween age local celebrities
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean so i mean that's basically the plot of the episode like how did it did it even like end i mean it ended that's that's not what i meant i meant <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it even end- it's still going now <laughs> <laughs> 12 (laughs) years later um but what what happened after that like i don't even remember like i think he he comes to right right (laughs) um and they just have a
1: general like she sort of debriefs with him about like i didn't want to tell you that i was hannah montana because i didn't want you to be in love with miley Um, right and they sort of come to that together and he's like oh no but you're like a big dork so i don't like you and then they (laughs) hug it out and uh they reinforce the fact that they're not attracted to each other and then they're like yay we're friends now
0: right (laughs) and that's that's basically the whole episode it i think it actually ends on jackson's car and and robbie coming back with the stereo i think that's how the episode ended i think that is Um, the button yeah yeah and so uh, on the whole interesting <laughs> but uh but now all the key figures in in the show know the secret and now they can kind of just do whatever sort of plot they want yeah um, we've got all the exposition out of the way yeah basically um so now it it's left the door open for future hijinks involving everyone <laughs> um <laughs> uh so, yeah, was there any, um, like, additional stuff that we, like, didn't touch on in going over the plot that you, like, were, like, we need to talk about this?
1: <laughs> no, I think we got the gist of it. I think we got everything that was in my heart, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting episode. I think I, I I don't know. These, these first two um, are kind of on their own playing field because it's so heavily rooted in, like, I know I eventually have to tell this person my secret, but I can't yet. And so that's yeah. kind of like the the overarching plot. Um, and th- it's it's just been interesting to watch how Miley navigates that. <laughs> Doesn't always handle it the best. <laughs> well, there's, you know...
1: Her prefrontal cortex is not yet fully developed. <laughs> it's
0: still like the size of a peanut.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
0: much like that dog that we never see again, who I believe his name is Thor. Um, the limo incredible. dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little like rat thing. It's not. Yeah. Readable. Yeah. <laughs> I do wish that she sang a little more in mm-hmm. two episodes that are so like it's so important to hammer in the fact that she is like a very famous pop star and the only <laughs> time i heard her sing this episode was just like you and then the theme song right um so granted i was supposed to have you know watched the previous episode at this point um but you know really? i have yet to believe that she is talented you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i i They usually have, like, one, at least one song outside of Best of Both Worlds in the episode, but it is very often, like, the thing that opens the episode is, like, here's her at her concert, again, at the same concert. (laughs) Yep, the same one. Uh, (laughs) But so, yeah, I think we eventually get, like, pretty much all of the, like, first batch of Hannah Montana songs through sort of that medium, yeah, um, I think
1: the thing to track is um, if she's wearing different outfits.
0: She she has, like, a set of, like, I want to say five or less outfits as Hannah Montana for this yeah. season. <laughs> I mean, at least for when she's on stage. Like, I know we get into some episodes where she's, like, doing public appearances or whatever, and she's wearing different ones. Um, but I know that in one of the next ones, she is like wearing one of she's wearing like the hannah montana outfit from like the title sequence she's wearing like the like red shirt with the crown on it and like the little black right, yeah sleeve jacket thing um and then I in this appreciate, she ate sorry go ahead well and then the outfit she wears in uh just like you at the beginning she recycles in another episode too
1: <laughs> i do appreciate that um as a pop star she is still dressing age-appropriate
0: I'm glad they haven't
1: like crazy sexed
0: (laughs) her up, which is, you know, probably what would actually happen. No, I mean, I mean, I feel like it would just look so weird because she's so clearly she she definitely you you see her get older as the show goes on. But at this point, she is so clearly a middle schooler like she she looks just so young and this is, like, before middle schoolers, like, warm makeup. So <laughs> she yeah. actually looks her age. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, I mean, it is something to appreciate, although it is very much like Disney Channel fashion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I've been comparing it because I'm also watching through Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very interesting to see the style dynamic. How mm-hmm. they are both kind of different between Miley and uh, Alex Russo. Um, both are somehow still how I dressed in middle school and the beginning of high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how I combine those, but like, I couldn't help but notice, but like, um, Hannah Montana's big outfit in this particular episode. We got like the tank top. We got various different colors of like shrugs yes. that hit like right under the boobs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you still got That's like a very big thing out. for her. <laughs> yeah. That was a very big thing for me. Kind of at about the same time. Yeah, um, and I then, wonder why. <laughs> yeah, and then like a big chunky belt around the hips, but not attached to the belt
0: loops. Right.
1: I was real big into that in particular.
0: <laughs> Flared jeans, um, <laughs> like like a lot of necklaces. Yeah, um, like big chunky ones. Several layers. Several layers. <laughs> I know that uh, Selena Gomez does turn up as like a villain character on Hannah Montana a few times. She's like Michaela, recurring. Right? Right. She's recurring as like another pop star. I want to say she's either another pop star or she's like an actor in this universe. She's but 100% she another rival Montana. pop star.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's exciting for me to get to. Um <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, this uh, was about the time. I've done a lot of extensive research about Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm-hmm. um, And it was about like 2006, 2007, where Disney Channel seemed really desperate to give Selena Gomez a place. Yes. um, She was on, I think her first, in, she was on, I think, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody for a little while for like a few, like a guest episode. That um, sounds right. She was, had, she had an arc on Hannah Montana. She filmed like a bunch of pilots that never made it to air. She was in mm-hmm. like a sweet life of Zack and Cody spinoff about Arwin. She was did a, she did a pilot for some sort of spinoff of Lizzie McGuire, and just none of it came to fruition until suddenly Wizards of Waverly Place. So they really, you know,
0: there was definitely really a were- time when when Disney Channel was would get like very invested in a particular talent and just like try as hard as possible to get a vehicle for them. Yeah, Bridget um, Mendler
1: is another example of that.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, so I guess we pretty much touched on anything. Was there, like, any final thoughts on this? Uh, anything else?
1: Um, I don't think so, other than it was a very good second episode, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and I mean, every every episode that I've watched of this recently, I'm just really amazed at, like, how long the episodes feel, despite being... Like yeah. twenty minutes long. They 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 cram a lot in there.
1: <laughs> oh, I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk mm-hmm. about the very brief introduction of Oliver as Locker Man. What do, you, what do you
0: mean? I I don't remember
1: this. He like it was right after I think his first interaction with uh, Miley in the limo um Mm -hmm. and it's after he's like had his hand licked and he comes into school and he like is hitting all the lockers and opening up people's lockers and they're all like locker man over here open my locker and he's like yeah (laughs) i got this and he just does like a fun rhythmic like
0: hitting the locker and they swing open and they're like thanks locker man (laughs) (laughs) no you're right i i that like so flew right past me i think just because like i It, again, feels like a very Disney Channel character thing to be able to do, which is to, like, open a locker by, like, knocking on it funny. Um,
1: (laughs) And, like, I do think that it's a recurring bit.
0: I think so, too. That sounds really familiar.
1: But it did feel like a really weird, like, extended bit to introduce
0: right then. Well, I, I, I feel like a lot of the bits that they give Oliver are just strange because, like, in the pilot, the way that we as an audience are introduced to Oliver is he enters the cafeteria at school and hits on every single girl in the cafeteria as he's, like, making his way over to Lily and Miley at their table. He literally, like, stops every girl and is, like, saying some different line and, like, referring to himself as, like, smoking and okay and all that. <laughs> just like he's they're clearly trying to figure out what direction they want his personality to go and they can't quite decide if people like him or like what direction they want to take his weirdness
1: yeah i feel that way about miley and lily too like mm-hmm. i can't tell if they're
0: popular or not i think they're supposed to not be
1: because they do seem to get the attention of several quote-unquote attractive boys you know there was like first episode um, yeah sort of I know that that had because the ketchup moisturizer right
0: um, yes <laughs> so there was like a
1: degree of awkwardness around but like I can never tell but, like he
0: didn't have a problem with it <laughs> that's true that is true he did he
1: did find it moisturizing right if I'm not mistaken yes yes <laughs> it was successful <laughs> um but yeah like are they popular are they not do people even like them are they weird dweebs I can't it's not relatable enough you know
0: I think they seem to think of themselves as weird dweebs, or at least Miley thinks of them as weird dweebs. I don't know that Lily would agree with her, because Lily seems to not really care about other people's opinions as much. Um, But yeah, in terms of what other people actually think of them, I mean, we really only saw like Amber and Ashley like dissing them and telling them to sit at like the loser's table, um, which no one else was sitting there. If you're going to call it the loser's table, you got to like have some losers to like actually (laughs) make it that way. As As it was, it was just a table. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that's like really the only evidence we've gotten so far because yeah it's, it's not like other people at school are like regularly picking on them they seem to just kind of be making their way through school um, yeah it'll be interesting to see how that kind of evolves because um, Miley definitely sees them as like not very cool um, and yeah. like and she can only be cool as, as Hannah Montana year old. yeah yeah so I guess I guess the answer to that one is we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oliver, just within this episode, kind of goes back and forth with people thinking he's cool and people thinking he's not cool. Like, there were some people that were like, wow, you, Hannah Montana touched your hand or whatever. Um, but then there were people that were like, who cares? And like, put gum on his hand. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? I think that's all I have.
0: Okay, great. Well, yeah. I think we very thoroughly unpacked <laughs> this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited to keep
1: listening to your journey.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how it goes, and um, you know. Uh- if we can answer some of these deeper existential Hannah Montana questions yeah, a little I more I really
1: Do hope that Hannah Montana does gain some national fame? You
0: know, <laughs> <Really>? I know <laughs> like that she does career. eventually like, like it she gets like a billboard. She gets like a fragrance endorsement. I think she goes to like some famous people's parties and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, as it stands right now, you make a very good point. I just like assumed that she was like nationally famous, but
1: I also assumed that she was just nationally famous, but it might but explain no, why the- she's able to like
0: be on a public beach. Right. The groundwork is there for her to exclusively be a local celebrity. (laughs) Maybe it's like a thing in Malibu where where like all the like local parents are like, oh, we can get our kids out of the house if they just go to tonight's Hannah Montana show. (laughs) And then they could also go to tomorrow night's Hannah Montana show where she'll sing the same songs in the same outfits. I just I
1: really hope that she gets her big break. You know, I really hope that things (laughs) turn out well for her.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm sure, sure you really we're deserved. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Alana, do you want to plug where people can find you in your your projects? Yes, absolutely.
1: So I am also the host of a couple podcasts. Um I host TBTV Throwback Television, which is a podcast similar to this where we watch through old sitcoms, see how they hold up. I also believe by the time this premieres, I'll have laid the groundwork for my second project, which is called It's Broadway Bitch, where I have a friend who does not like musicals and I love musicals and I force her to watch musicals and give me her opinions on them. So you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at TBTV underscore podcast and It's Broadway Bitch. Um, yeah, that's what I have. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yes, was th- really good. Thank you good. for being
0: here. I, I'm going to have you back very soon. Uh, you are definitely part of the sort of permanent roster for this show. And was- especially since you've seen some of the later episodes, which I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> oh It'll my god, you're really in great.
1: for a treat, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and okay, so that, that wraps it up for season one episode two. Uh, next time... Let me see what the title is. Next time we are watching, she's a super sneak. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of that episode, but we'll, we'll get into it then. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for being here, Lana. I'm so glad you got to be here at the very beginning of this project with me. Thank you. Thank you all again for listening to Pumping Up the Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram and Tumblr at Pumping Up the Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you'll join me next week as I chat with my guest about another episode of Hannah Montana. Until then, keep on pumping up the party.